Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Die by the Sword podcast. That's right, we are all together this time for this intro. Hello! We're all Hello. sitting in the same room, can you believe it? <laughs> Shocking, I know. I know, I mean, we go like a year without seeing each other in person, it's crazy. But uh, before we get into the episode, uh, I think we've got some people we need to thank. John, who do you want to thank? Oh, definitely. I want to thank uh, the people that give us all of our lovely music. That comes from Midnight Syndicate, and you can find them at MidnightSyndicate.com. Gary. Oh, well, uh, those delightful ambient sounds that you hear? Well, yeah, you can get those at uh, YouTube.com slash Soundscapes. And I'm not going to thank these guys, but you can follow us on our socials at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And you can also visit our website at DieBotheSwordPodcast.com. There you'll find bios, character art, and even some merchandise. And you know what? If you want to reach out to us and talk to us, we're always available at DieBotheSwordPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so I guess we should get into some mischief in this episode. Think everyone's going to live? It's well, always questionable. Well, Gary's playing, so you never know. <laughs> I'm, I'm voting I kill at least two characters this episode. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. Ow, we'll, ow. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, let's get into the episode. streak of killing at least one character per per book is um still intact. Oh, <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. You you decimated him. <laughs> uh I just those dice just kept rolling and everything was like as high as it could be pretty much. <laughs> like Yeah, wow, we, these we dice got the... really want him dead. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. that that crit was horrible. <clears throat> uh-huh. Can anybody cast rubber bands? Just put them like right on his claws. <laughs> <laughs> and the key word is expecto red lobstero. <laughs> <laughs> Just cast butter. Mm-hmm. Butter. Instead of grease. Garlic butter. It's butter. Yeah, there you go. Ugh. He's a he's a nasty creature. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think do we uh can't remember if we talked about it on air last time or if it was after. This is your first character death, like ever, right, Keith? That's that's correct. So um yeah, this is that hurts a lot, you know. Put so much time and effort into it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think we all thought that Jobert was gonna be the first one to die among us. But uh, yeah, he but gets so close. The, yeah, yeah, he's technically died like twelve times, but no. Yeah, but I mean, Jobert has outlasted Renly. He's outlasted Dwarfy. Now he's outlasted Cabal. <laughs> it's, it's true. He just keeps keeps popping back up. He's probably gonna yeah. outlast Plug. <laughs> oh, that's right. Plug's about oh, to yeah. Plug is in trouble. <laughs> But I mean, Showbear might be like this. Might be his time that he yeah, goes. Yeah, say because the damage this guy's dealing is no joke, man. Yeah. Like even my little come back to life feat isn't may not save me. <laughs> Show Showbear is resilient, though. That is certainly true. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I've never had He's this like... much this much trouble killing a character before. <laughs> <laughs> He's like those uh, clowns that used to punch when you were a kid. <laughs> just you put right. them down, they come right back up. <laughs> just come right back up. He's a weeble wobble. You. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just won't go down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say if Chaubert ends up surviving this whole encounter, not only will he be haunted, he's going to be haunted by Cabal. Yes. <laughs> It'll be like, uh, what is the Umbrella Academy? Yeah, yeah, where he's haunted oh, by his brother. God, that'd be the best. So oh, I'm just, man. I'm just chilling in like an alternate universe. We just talk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're there. You can't do anything. 
you can't help the combat at all, but you're just there. I can just yeah, but I can just tell him how bad he's doing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you can be the little devil on his shoulder. Right. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you make it to the next level, you have to take a level in Oracle just so you right. can get that. <laughs> that oh, that'd be interesting. That haunted thing. Yeah. Just take like a quick little dip. A little dip. Just a little dip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So how was it uh, creating a new character? Uh, very stressful. Oh, do we have the person? Do we have him yeah, on the line? We, Hold on. We, we, get, we, might, <laughs> we might be revealing him later. Uh, but yeah, there's so much. It's, it's great because there's so much, uh, you know, different classes and stuff. But that's also a detriment because you're like, I can do all of these things. And then you have, uh, you know choice paralysis and you're like i can't decide what i i like to do is is just start leveling them up because leveling them up sees the path that i can go and it it's i, I don't know how many iterations i went through to get just one level one character rolled i was gonna say that's what i did too because i started with i started with like a barbarian and then i was like no nah, i don't want to do that and then i went to like a druid and then i was like no nah, i don't want to do that and then i was like a cleric and i was like no nah, i don't want to do that and so I just kept going in a circle of which class that I want that would really be fun, that would be good to the group, that would be fun on podcast, uh, and that was, you know, uh, fun to play. So you try to put all those together, it's it's tough. So what he actually did was he took one level of nine different classes, so it should be an interesting <laughs> character. Right. right. <laughs> just the weakest magic you can possibly do. Fireball! Four damage. <laughs> Which is something I don't like about this. I mean, if I have mag another magic level, why can't I just add those to it? They're both magic guys. Yeah. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. And they might even sh share some spells on their spell list. So to me, it makes sense for it to, to keep going. But I didn't write this game. <laughs> Let's write our own game with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> There we I go. mean, this game does have blackjack and hookers, so... Well, if the GM lets us have blackjack and hookers. He's um, never said no before. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the situation. Oh, yeah. Remember when John kept on yelling hooker witch for like yeah. an episode? <laughs> <laughs> hooker witch! Oh, I forgot about the hooker witches. <laughs> and I know they have card games. I don't know if they have blackjack, but I'm sure there's something similar to it. Is there a Galarian Gwent? And of course, the skeletons make rolling bones totally different. <laughs> right. <laughs> I still want to play one like a xylophone. <laughs> so, Keith, how long did it take you to make your character? I've been working on it all day. <laughs> I even consulted the RGM about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, I was like, bro, I have to have your help because if not, I'm just going to go in circles and this isn't going to get created. <laughs> so, but it was, I mean, but it was fun to explore because I mean, like we talked about, I'm kind of, I think the newest one to these, you know, these games. So it was fun exploring all the different classes and what they can do and all the hybrid classes and what they do and, and stuff like that. So it was fun. I got to dive into all of that. It was just, trying to pick one was was tough it's always hard trying to figure out what does the party need mm -hmm. but how can i also have fun and create a fun character outside of just what the party needs right trying to trying to balance the two yeah. and i don't know about you but i'm kind of indecisive by nature so i'm like it's ah, 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 such a big decision <laughs> right if there's too many choices i just yeah I just go into choice paralysis and I'm like, yeah, I, I would just rather not make a decision because there's so many choices. So this, I think it's a question we've talked about before, but I've forgotten. So we can talk about it again. Um, and it may have been with the other group. When you create a character, do you start with character first and then backstory? Or do you start with story first and then create the character around that? I steal. I steal everything. I steal backstories. I steal powers. I steal names. I steal. I, I start with the character and then I create the backstory. Uh, I knew, for instance, in this case that I wanted to play a uh, cat folk. And then it was like, okay, so what kind of a cat folk do I want to play? Monk seemed reasonable. 
And then I uh, started adding in things to build the backstory, which is why he uh, is in search of robes. And he has a family that, you know, haunts him. And I have dogs that haunt me too. So <laughs> I was similar to John. I knew what I wanted to play like uh, class wise. And so then reading, deciding on the race and then the class and the, and some of the, the other stuff for the class kind of filled in the gaps of like story wise for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think making up the backstory after you make your character is easier than if you made the story at first and then you're like, okay, now what fits into this backstory? Yeah, that'd be an interesting way to go. I think I, I do it that backwards way because I I sit down and I envision what kind of character I wanted. Do I want somebody that's a spellcaster? Do I want somebody that you know is a frontline fighter or martial artist or anything like that? And then I start thinking, okay, well, what does he look like? Okay, so that gives me the race, and then uh, from there I just build on his whole backstory. And after I've got that basically written out, I can go back and that helps me pick out the skills that he has or what feats he takes and like that. So I build it based on the story more so than the, like, I don't try to make him super overpowered all the time. I, I do it based on story. See, I think I'm the, I think I'm the opposite because I, I want, I don't want to create something that's just terrible. And then I just die immediately. So I'm afraid, I'm afraid of that. If I started from the backstory and I try to create something in that, in that direction that it would turn out to be not be successful, a, a successful character. Sometimes it's not, but sometimes they're really they're really cool. Like my Suli monk that I had that was lawful evil and from another plane, and his whole thing was he wanted to explore new realms of existence. He got trapped into a crystal and then got released by a group, and he was tied to that group because of them freeing him. And then his whole goal after that was to become a god in this world. Nice. How did that work playing an evil character in a group? Was the group also evil or? No, the rest of the group was either good or neutral. Um, so it worked out because the way that I envisioned the uh, him being trapped into a crystal kind of made him similar to like a genie. So once he was freed from the, the crystal, he was basically bound to whoever freed him. So he couldn't go against their wishes. Oh, interesting. So he was still, he had no problems going through and killing characters and like he would collect heads and stuff like that uh, as trophies uh, of his kills. So he still had that evil side to him, but he couldn't like go against the party. If the party said, no, you can't kill those people. He's like, okay, fine. I can't. (laughs) Fine. Pout about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's more like whatever, dude, we can do it. But he was a badass character, though. It sounds like it. Yeah, I like doing characters with weird backstories, like my moon cursed barbarian. That uh, every time that he would rage, instead of doing the typical rage stuff, he would turn into a tiger. What? Why did he do that? Why did he get so mad that he turned into a tiger? So with within his backstory, um, he was from a tribe of barbarians that uh, was very connected to animal spirits and and nature. So a lot of druids within that um, that community. And he uh, had to undergo like a, a coming of age, like rite of passage kind of thing, uh, ritual. And something went wrong d- during his and he ended up killing his mentor. Ooh. And so oh, wow. he was he was cursed um, that the only time he could access his connection to his animal spirit was when he would rage. So you come up with very cool backstories. I say you're, I you're more to. creative than I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like coming up with the really cool backstories. No, I mean, oh. especially for like a podcast. I mean, that's, that's crucial, you know, to relate to the character and understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. My favorite part of storytelling is characterization. Motivation. Why, why do you do with the things you do? Why you is why you is. It'd be like that sometimes. That it do. Speaking of why it is as it is, um, y'all about to die. <laughs> well, oh, no! about to die. I already did die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you've had a week to to think about what's going on. Do y'all have any plans on how to get out of here? I mean, first of all, who remembers how we left things off last time? It was quite uh, the cliffhanger. All right. 
Well, I, I remember that I was playing Plug, and I believe he had six hit points left, but he was currently being uh, held <laughs> yeah, yeah, by the monster, and uh, I think the monster gets to go before he does. So, oh. <laughs> uh, Yeah, and Diego had shrunk in size so he could fit into the doorway to actually get in here, and now he's a bit vulnerable. Uh, so... Physically and and I believe, yes, right. and I believe Jenny has told us to get the heck out of here. Yeah, multiple times, multiple times, <laughs> multiple times. Yeah, Jenny is very upset that nobody, or well, not nobody, the only one person listened to her in the beginning is the is a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> the only person that yeah. listens is the dinosaur, and he's got the brain the size of a walnut. <laughs> When this thing showed up, Jenny said, "Okay, don't move," and and then y'all ran. They were scattered. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been like a, a one turn or one round and done kind of combat. No, we decided to do something else. Decided to scatter and run through this whole place. Y'all sexist. Find out the hard way that this creature can just you know dimension door wherever the hell he wants to, basically. Mm-hmm. He can jump that, around. Jump around. <laughs> that was quite the surprise. <laughs> um, and also, I'm going to laugh if we somehow all make it out of here. Maybe not Plug. But if we make it out of here, regroup, come back, and then get TPK'd. Yeah. <laughs> come back at full strength. And yeah. Just and die. <laughs> I'm sure that's that was part of the issue with with you know not being able to fight him as well this time because y'all have gone from like combat to combat to combat back to back. Right. Yeah, really yeah. Yes. And I think even coming in here, I don't know if we thought we. I, I feel like I thought we were going into like a undercover type scenario, and then it was just like, oh no, you guys, let's do it. <laughs> Surprise! They all want you dead. Yeah, the mayor really boned us on this one. <laughs> we must find this mayor and we must kill him. <laughs> yeah, we make it out of here alive. We'll bone him right back. <laughs> that is our goal, to bone the mayor. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Y'all may not want to with this one. He's not very uh, not very attractive. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Hey, I'm just going by the picture that was in the book. Well, that's okay. The picture in the book of Plug was ooh. <laughs> true. I, I did not uh, did not go with that picture. Thank God. Otherwise, Plug would be horrible. <laughs> Plug would have been left in a cell somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Deal with that mental issue. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see if I can find the picture of Mayor Hegery that it has in here. Oh, I mean, Mayor Greedle. That's Mayor Hegery with some another mayor. That we didn't bone. Right. Thank God. That's not my character. I'm a monk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I missed opportunity because he was a hot mayor. <laughs> that mayor is on fire. It's the chlamydia. <laughs> this mayor looks like a cross between Ebenezer Scrooge and um, that guy from the Headless Horseman, Ichabod Crane. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. It's a very good description of him. Also, he's got leprosy. I- I'm going to say this. If you'd shown this picture to me before we trusted this guy, I don't know if I would have trusted this guy. <laughs> Why do you think I don't show you the picture beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, nothing about him screams, like, do me a favor. <laughs> it's more like run away as quickly as you can run away <laughs> but anyway so in this uh, week that you've had have y'all discussed any tactics and how you're gonna get out of here alive well no <laughs> not that I'm aware <laughs> that's of. what good players would do sir we are dum-dums um I think we did mention using uh, hero cards, just like flinging them all at the monster or something and see what happens. <laughs> Throw them all in his face. And yeah. jumping out the window. There are no windows. There's one. 
Plug is right in front of. He was trying to jump. Oh, that's out of right. When he got, he got grabbed. Mm-hmm. That's right. I forgot. So, what do you think? Y'all got a plan developed? Uh, other than just throwing hero cards at him. Uh, <laughs> so. I'm curious, Philip, what your thought is, because you seem to have some sort of way that you're going. I do. So what I'm going to do is tell all of my moves to the GM who will counter them and kill me. You know, right. <laughs> I'm not talking about it with him. <laughs> uh, my guess would be that you realize that you have another use of Dimension Door. And you're going to try to Dimension Door out of here. Well, that, we did talk about that last week. Cause- <laughs> I wasn't reading my spells. And I think this well, week we're supposed to find out if my athletics check was a success. That's oh, that's right. right. We left on that. It was click. right in the, in the middle of your turn. You're trying to do an acrobatics check to uh, avoid an attack of opportunity from this guy. Wait, how can he do an attack of opportunity if he's got a plug in his hands? We're going to find out. If he can or can't even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's his off claw. <laughs> <laughs> his closeted attack <laughs> that was a stretch that was <laughs> yeah on that note i'm going to have a pepperoni or me and the dogs are uh, <laughs> you're, you're gonna one have for one. You, one for me <laughs> he actually puts it in his own mouth and then feeds it to the dog that way <laughs> lady. very lady style. in the tram yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so shall we uh stop the agony and find out uh What's going to happen with Chaubert here on this turn? Yeah. Because okay. these Duke boys are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are starting things off here in the middle of Chaubert's turn. You've done that uh, acrobatics check to avoid the attack of opportunity. Yes. Um, to move through. Uh, you roll. I forget what number you rolled. Do you happen to remember the did you write it actually down? did write it down so I wouldn't forget I rolled a 28 28 a 28 is a fail <gasps> oh no so that would provoke however <gasps> cannot take an attack of opportunity while you're grappling what he could do is drop Plug and attack you or he could maintain the grapple and you go go through with no problem. Dun, dun, I'm going to let the dice decide what he does. So nice. I'm gonna decide. The dice decide in the chat? I am. I'm going to do it in the chat. Oh, God. Everyone so, watch. I'm going to do a D100. If it's 51 or higher, he attacks Chaubert. If it's 50 or below, Shaver skates right on by and he holds on to Plume. Oh my god. You ready? Will you yeah. die again? Oh man. <gasps> no! That's oh, a 90. No. Oh! Owie! So he drops Plug, which might save Plug's life. <laughs> but also, might cost Jobert his might life. Might cost yeah. his life. <laughs> so ah. he... He is going to roll his attack of opportunity against Chauvert. Roll low, roll low, roll low. That is a 24 to hit. Oh, God damn it. And I don't have anything. Yeah, nope. Yeah, that, that is that is a hit. A natty nine on the die. You might still survive this. You might. There's a chance. That's what Cabal thought. <laughs> And now look where we are. <laughs> yeah, now look at us. That's ten points of damage. Oh, I do survive, uh, and I'm going to actually also activate my shadow duplicate. So once per day is an immediate action. Uh, when I'm hit, I have a shadow duplicate of myself. All right, so you have your shadow duplicate. I rolled two and so ones let- on the damage dice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so let me get this straight. The 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 monster hit Plug so hard he split into. Or hit Jobert so hard he split into. That's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's what it looks like. Yeah. 
All right. Well, now you're in the uh, the middle of your turn, Chaubert. Um, so how do I play that then? I've gotten hit as I'm going. I was trying to go into the room with uh, Ginny. So do I continue um, my movement as normal or? So you would have gotten hit, which would have stopped your movement. Um, if you're trying to get in the room with Ginny, you would have needed to go to this square because the door is right by Ginny. Uh-huh. To that room. So I would say it moved you into that square diagonally from you. And so can I keep running or how does that work? It, it stops your movement because you got hit. That was uh-huh. your move action and you just got stopped there. Um, so you can still do a standard action, um, but your movement has stopped there. Also oh. remember, there is a MacGuffin right there. There is a locked box that's radiating magic right there. Bust that um, open. Yeah, I can't really do anything else. I can't move. So, yeah, I, I guess I'll try to go for and unlock the box. I got a 21 to unlock it. 21 to unlock. Uh, 21 is not going to be enough to unlock it. Yeah, he's pretty nervous. <laughs> All right. Anything else from Showbear? That's all he can do. Okay, it is the Scion's turn, and uh, you either go for Chaubert or go for Plug. He has two options here. I mean, I feel like there's three, but <laughs> it's close. <laughs> you would have to move to get to Diego, which I mean, he oh. could. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you that. There's three potential options here. No, I mean, <laughs> I was just playing it. Yeah, that's fine. I can do it. That's fine. I see Danger I is my... Danger is our name. Alright, <laughs> so I will roll a d6 to see who, who he goes after. 1-2 uh, is Chaubert. 3-4 is Plug. 5-6 is Diego. He's going after Chaubert again. Uh-oh. That's a 2. Wait, I'm going to spend a hero card. All right. I have a keys card. Take your turn immediately. The Demon's Lantern. Um, I'm going to use that. I'm going to... I'm going to yell at those two. Um, He's swinging at Jobert, right? All right. I'm just going to yell, meet us in the village. And I'm going to grab Jobert and tell Jobert to grab the chests and grab Pablo and go. Alright, so a whole little chain of Pablo, Jenny, Chaubert, and the chest disappear. It's the only move that would stop a TPK. <laughs> True. Keeps at least uh, a couple of you alive. I feel like Diego can get out that window pretty quick. Yeah, no, I think Diego is fine. He, he can uh, take care of him, but Plug, whew, Plug, he like dead. He so dead. All right, so uh, with that, with you jumping into that initiative and and uh, disappearing out of the way, Scion can't attack Chabert anymore, so he's going to attack Plug because he's the next closest. First attack. Cracked Come eye. on, Plug. Uh, and I'm not close enough to do aid. Damn. Um. Pretty sure that's a hit with a 30. Ooh! The show is. Let's see if he survives the uh, first attack. This is a charade. <laughs> it's 13 points of damage. Okay. So that means Plug is at negative 7. So Plug is unconscious Me- and dying. Once he's down, the Scion will take a 5 foot step and. Well, actually, I don't know if he can after he started a move action. I think he can, because it's only a five foot step. I thought you couldn't attack, move, attack. Yeah, you can't so attack, that, move, attack. Uh, with a full attack, you can take a five foot step before, after, or between your attacks. But only the five foot step. 
So that, would that is that specific to the monster, or is that for everybody? Uh, looks like that's for everybody. 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 So like even uh, Diego, when you do your um, flurry blows, I can move five feet and attack some yep. All right. So he did, took the five foot step and attacked Diego. Natural one. Oh, oh hooray! Oh. To confirm the fumble. That's uh, a 28, so I don't think it confirms the fumble, but that is a miss. <laughs> it, it does not confirm the fumble, no. <laughs> All right. Like That's at least good. Spirit Cabal was in there, and he just like blew in the monster's ear or something. Confused, got distracted for a second. Right. Right. Uh, is Plue grappled? No, he is not grappled. No, he's dropped. Okay. He did not go for the grapple. Because <clears throat> if he went for the grapple, he wouldn't be able to do the second attack. Um, all right. Uh, so that is it for the Scion. Uh, and it is Plug's turn. He is unconscious and dying, but I need him to roll to stabilize. Okay. So Plug rolled a 28 for uh, his first death save. All right. Uh, so the DC for you to roll is 10 plus however many points below zero you are. And I was below seven. So it's DC 17. Nice. So he is stable. So he's no longer dying. He is just unconscious. Perfect. All right. Diego. Okay. So uh, this is a very large creature. If I move around it, do I take an attack of opportunity? Uh, you would take an attack of opportunity for every threatened square you go. You would leave. Um, question? It, didn't he j- attack Jobert or no? Um, if he has combat reflexes, he can take multiple attacks of opportunity. Dang it! I forgot about that. You said that last time. Yes. Uh, Diego but he also left us hanging on if he did have combat reflexes. That's true. He didn't give it away. He <laughs> said if. <laughs> <laughs> and Diego does have combat reflexes, so he does know that it is possible. Right. So, um, I mean, you could try to go for the window. Um, you'd provoke quite a few attacks. Uh, you could try to bolt out the door, and you would limit how many attacks you'd get. Well, seeing as he knows that Plug is still alive he would attempt to go out the window grabbing Plug. So he's going to take the attacks of opportunity. All right. Uh, you can try to roll You can try to roll acrobatics to avoid the attacks of opportunity if you'd like, but you have to do one for each square. I would definitely do that. Okay. Um, all right, so I will attempt to see if I can... How many uh, do I need to get to Plug? And out the window. Is that two or so? One for there. You get diagonal for two, and then picking him up would be a third. I think that would be your standard action this round would be to pick him up. So you wouldn't have enough to get him and out the window. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can do the two acrobatics. First is a 22. That fails. The second is also a 22. Also fails. So he's going to be swinging at you. Okay. I have a question, though. Uh huh. At least one of those is a five foot step. In fact, if it's only a uh, he can he can't get him out the window. Only to him, he can do a five foot step and still reach Plug. Yeah, you can do a five foot step and reach Plug. And did you have a hero card? Uh, my hero card is uh, additional strength, so it's not going to help much on this, but it might help in lifting Plug. But the. Um, Brass Dwarf hero card that is a group card um, would give you uh, another standard action. Ooh. Ooh. That would help me get Plug out. Get us out. You should use it. Um, that's one attack of opportunity, which 
we know I got a 22 and failed on. Mm -hmm. So he'll have to swing at me, and then we'll see if I can grab Plug and jump. Yep. How are you health-wise? Health-wise, I'm alive. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can probably take one more hit, (laughs) so long as it's not a crit. (laughs) I don't don't know if that's going to hit. That's a 23. That is a hit. Ah, (gasps) No! Because I shrank. When I'm not the dire lion, I'm, I'm, I'm more vulnerable. Right. See, I thought it was opposite. When you get bigger, your AC goes down. Uh, not for me. Uh, but it's like skin guardian. or something supposed to be tougher. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I can only do cats, and it's a feline guardian feat. All right. Well, he does hit you, and he hits you for 14 points of damage. I'm alive! <laughs> All right. So you've you've managed and, to take your five foot step and you've picked up Plug. And let's see if I can get out the door. So we are using the the hero card, correct? Yes. Okay. That was the brass dwarf, correct? That was the brass dwarf, yes. Okay. Let's go back into the deck. So Diego grabs Plug. Rolls a 26 and jumps out the window. All right. You're able to jump. Uh, you are leaving a threatened square, so he's going to try to swipe at you one more time. Um, he, oh, I'm going to get clobbered on the way out. Might. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give him a negative because so you're a de- moving target. He definitely has combat reflexes, you guys. Remember that for next time. He definitely does. Yeah. And that is my lowest <laughs> roll yet besides a natural one. Uh, that is a 21 to hit. That is not a hit. <laughs> you were able Woo-hoo! to jump with Plug out the window. You see the... And I run like the kitty I am. Right. <laughs> and you see the Scion approach the window and yell out, but he doesn't follow. We're out of initiative. We did it, I'm guys. I'm going to get... My <laughs> I thought the Scion was going to say something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'll teach you to get off my lawn, little kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I imagine he talks like Herbert from Family Guy. <laughs> Y'all kids get off my lawn. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would be. Maybe for next time. I can see I right some... up them shorts. You kids like a popsicle? <laughs> I got some in my basement. <laughs> Alright, so you've made it out of the temple here, and you're meeting in town. Uh, do you know where you guys are planning to meet? Probably the, uh, the someplace. tavern where we're staying, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's... Jenny, Chaubert, and Pablo have made it to the the tavern, and then... What was the name of the tavern? Uh, you're going to ask me that question when I... I'm sorry. Nope. Uh, He's like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) The tavern is the Wall-Eyed Kraken. Well, let's not release the Kraken right yet, because Diego needs some healing. (laughs) I think everybody does. Also, um, I think Plug needs some uh, reviving. (laughs) Right. Yes. So, three of you had made it to the tavern, anxiously waiting to see if your friends... Make it out alive. Seems to take a little while, but eventually the door opens and Diego comes in carrying Klug. The battered kitty. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm down to like eight points. <laughs> what do y'all do? Chaubert's very glad to see them. He's... Diego. I'm so glad you could have I can't... I'm sorry we left. I'm just... Is is he okay? He's alive. But we've lost Cabal. Let's not lose Plug. Can you help him? Oh, I don't do heal stuff. Uh, <laughs> unless he's a box. That, that, would, thing. <laughs> that would be yeah. Cabal, yes. <laughs> We're screwed. <laughs> we must find a healer. None of us have heal uh, as the thing to even stabilize him. Oh, he's he's stable though. He's stable. He's stable, he's not but out. He just oh, 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 okay. 
at this point, if y'all don't I mean, have any got... magical healing for him, um, he will heal overnight a little bit. Uh, we do have potions, I think, still. All right, very good. Uh, so you guys have taken care of most of your healing. Um, not all the way healed up, but most of it. Uh, did that mostly off air. Um, so you guys are in the tavern. You've been healing up, looking a little bit uh, haggard. And uh, you're one comrade short. Yeah, Chaubert is... He was pretty close. He felt with Cabal, so he's just... I, I can't believe he's he's gone. I, it should have been me. I've, I've cheated death this many times. and It should have been my number that got called, not his. This is not fair. It's a fight, man. It's never fair. We lose. And sometimes we win. But it's part of the fight. Was a he was a great fighter. He's, he'd saved me so many times, and I couldn't I couldn't do anything for him. I just it all happened right in front of me. That that monster just ripped him apart. It was terrible. But there's not a lot we can do now. Our friend is gone. No, there's something we can do. We can see that mare. Who sent us in there? And then we go take care of that son of a bitch monster. Well, I meant drink. Barkeep. Uh, yeah. That is... Young, female, human uh, barkeep walks over. Well, uh, you look like you've had a bit of a, a rough day. What can I get you? We need ten whiskeys. Ten whiskeys. It really is a rough day, then. May I ask what... What's wrong? We lost a friend today. Because of... A giant crab monster. Do you ever see a giant crab monster? I've seen... Some... Sea monsters here and there. Uh, we we do live next to the... Lake in Carthen. Do you know about that sea cult? Up over there? The... Sea cult? Something abominable. Uh, you say uh, recondite. The recondite order of the indomitable sea. That. That's her. Uh, yes, um, I, I I attend services there. Um, uh, we. You attend services there. Yes, uh, we give thanks to the the neighbors for the bountiful harvests that we have. My younger sisters were fostered with the neighbors, and I I'm thankful every single day that I was the firstborn. I hope to never have children so that my offspring do not have to meet the same fate as my sisters did. What happened to your sisters? Has anyone talked to you about the fostering? No. We've heard mention of it, but they really has proved to be evasive when we've asked them about it. The people here seem to um, be afraid of what would happen if they upset the neighbors, but I am more afraid of this town losing its identity. So the, the fostering, the young girls who are born after the firstborn, so second, third, um, third daughters, uh, they are fostered. They are given to the neighbors so that the neighbors can marry them. And when, well, how old? They're given as children and they are raised by the neighbors until they are of age to be married and have children with the neighbors. You keep saying the neighbors, like the neighboring town, or? Uh, they are um, in a small village up the shore. Um, the one we heard about that smells weird? Yes. Yes. 
they are the ones. Um, the neighbors are... Most of us in town have never seen the neighbors personally. The the vicars and the uh, vizier of the temple, they are the ones who speak to the neighbors. From my understanding, they're not humanoid. The neighbors are some weird aquatic abominations. Like octopus? No, um... More just like, like fish. It's like half fish, half man. Have you heard the tale of the creature of the Black Lagoon? No, I do not know this tale. Where is this Black Lagoon you speak of? I don't know, but it's something that I heard. It's like an old, old, old story. But it was like a monster like that. He was a fish man. Interesting. Was it the fish part on top and the man part on the bottom, or <laughs> the other way around? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was pretty much fish from head to toe. He just had feet and on hands. <laughs> I don't personally know what the neighbors look like. I hope that someday this town can continue living without having to give so much to the neighbors. So tell me about this temple that you go to to give thanks that you're a firstborn. Well, I don't. Who runs it? I don't necessarily give thanks. I, I go more out of societal expectation than actual devotion to Dagon. The temple is a front for the worship of Dagon. They. Uh, Everything outwardly shows that they worship Gozra, but it's it is Dagon, the monstrous deity that they worship. It is the uh, vizier is the head of the temple, and then the vicars are uh, just beneath him in power. Do you know anything about the the vizier or the vicars? Um, I other than just the little bits that I d do know such as I mean I know the vizier is um, um, the the vizier his his name is Albor Voltiaro Algor Voltiaro Albor <laughs> that's what I heard too Albor Voltiaro uh, his son I heard he invented the internet yeah <laughs> <laughs> His son is one of the vicars, uh, Caleb Voltiaro. Uh, and then there are two others that I do not know as well. It is primarily Caleb and Albor that are uh, the head of the church. I know that we made that Al Gore joke, but like Albacore, like the tuna? Like, <laughs> like that. And his son, Caleb. Well, um, listen, I've probably should, um, move on. I, I probably shouldn't be caught, um, spilling all of the town secrets to you. Um, I'm, I'm sorry about the loss of your friend. Um, the first round is on me. Glad I ordered ten. You stay for a while, you talk for a bit. Uh, you have a few more drinks. And then she comes back one more time. This time, with another round of drinks. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt you uh, once again, um, but these drinks were uh, purchased for you by the gentleman at the end of the bar. You look. Oh, you <laughs> it's not and... that guy, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> you look down toward the end of the bar and you see an interesting looking half orc. Ooh. Ooh, a half orc. What do you do? I mean, definitely raise the glass yeah. to acknowledge. Raise the glass and cheers to him. Keith, describe what this half orc does. 
Okay, so this is Grubert McAvoy. He is a druid. Um, like you said, half orc. And I also, when you guys, I don't know if you guys walked in and saw it, but I also have an animal companion that's in Mastodon. <gasps> oh. Uh-oh. Play date. So, so Jenny, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Uh, so we got a, we got a little, uh, have a little, little pet date. But, uh, yeah, so that is my, that is my new character, Grubert McAvoy. Okay. So he looks at you guys and just, like you said, gives you the cheers. Um, he also is a. He- I can do healing because I know we need healing. So I did take some healing stuff, but um, hopefully, primarily be like wall shaping and stuff is kind of my goal. He is not an inquisitor. <laughs> Definitely not. So. W- we always cast these people. Who is who? Who is playing the part of Grubert? Um, also, it's giving me uh, kind of like Mick Grubert. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of. So is he going a little to... a little McLovin? Yeah. Mm. Let's see. That's a good question. Who would play? I think this I is our first half orc. We had. It is. Just in this party. Being a non-human i have no problem with this diego has no problem um this may be racist but can he does he pass for a human does he have tusks is he gray is he green what what he yeah he is green he has uh like medium-sized tusks um red hair uh but it is graying and he has a big full gray beard and it's braided. It's braided neatly, but you can tell it's gigantic. It's not all that's gigantic. So, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, got a mastodon. Exactly. That's what I was talking about. Mastodon, that's, that's right. About. <laughs> <laughs> totally got a mastodon. So now we so just this need. Is kind of an interesting. We, we need a pterodactyl, a saber toothed tiger, and a tyrannosaurus now. <laughs> Heck, we'll have the whole collection. Go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> um, I would say if like get back to your question, I would say think uh, early John Goodman. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I like it. Like Roseanne, John Goodman, like a little bigger guy, chubby cheeks. Uh, you know, very, you know, easygoing, that kind of persona. So th- that might have a little bit of an interesting dynamic um so jenny is from last wall and the people that um uh, part of the people that they protect from are orcs so Uh well this is awkward isn't it (laughs) (laughs) i mean she raised the glass so uh i don't think that that it's um you being an orc is a deal breaker or anything, but um, she's not very trusting to begin with. Mm-hmm. But she's not going to let you know that. I'm, I'm letting the, the group know that, but she's not letting you do that. Well, Jenny's not trusting <laughs> to start with a lot of people. No? You just yell across the bar, I don't trust you! <laughs> you! <laughs> with the tusk! I don't care if you bought me a drink or not. <laughs> and then she drinks it. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't care. I mean, I guess at that point, this point of the night, they, they would already be a little bit drunk. They just had 10 whiskeys between. And that was just the first round. It was just round one. Right. And they've had multiple rounds since then. Yeah. But um, with with the tipping of the glasses, uh, Grubert will come over and say, I couldn't help that you guys uh, lost your friend today. I heard, uh, that's sad, man. Yes, we lost a good friend and a good, a good warrior. He will sadly be missed. He was great with that bow. Well, what about you, I, friend? Tell us of you. Where are you from? Um, I'm from everywhere. Uh, I just try to stay low in the forests. Uh, I mean, my, my Mastodon gives, gives me away sometimes, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, I see. But, uh, so, wait, yeah. is the oh, message on? Yeah. 
outside, just tied up like a motorcycle? Yeah, bro. He's just parked in front. <laughs> what, I can't bring name? him in. He's huge. Oh, my. Uh, his name is Havoc. Okay. Ooh, I like it. So, uh, if I can ask, wh- what were you guys doing that uh, that your friend got killed? It's a long story, but the short of it is right now is we were investigating the uh, the church there, which seems to be a front for the worship of Dagon. Can't help but oh, feel definitely... like the might have misled us a little bit about what was going on in there fully. So he set you guys up? Perhaps. Yeah, we think so. Can't trust anybody these days. No, we can't. But this isn't the... We're going back. We have to go back. We've got... We got A, a score to settle, and B, we've got to stop the whispering way. And when she says whispering way, she looks at his face to see if there's any tick or tail that you know that he knows who these people are. Um, he doesn't give too much. Uh, he's heard of them, but I mean, not a whole lot. He doesn't know a whole lot about them. This uh, whispering way, I've heard tales of them. Are you guys looking for them? Yeah, we're yes. looking for yes, them we- to stop them. They're trying to bring forth a, a, there's no other way to say it, but a, a evil. What kind of evil? For me, it's the whispering tyrant. I'm trying to stop him from returning, but I just joined the group like, I don't know, what, 10 episodes ago? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. We're basically trying to stop the rise of... of this evil uh, and we think the church the temple has something to do with something to do with bringing him back what brings you into this town um just to eat drink get some supplies alright well nice meeting you <laughs> bye <laughs> so, so I guess the bigger question the is drink. where are you headed where are you headed my friend so uh, so what brings you into this village um, actually, I was doing some investigating. Um, I noticed and I felt just in my stomach that there's something wrong with this region. Like there's just like I've been to this, these, you know, fishing towns before. And this one just has a weird sense about it. So I thought I'd investigate, see what's going on. Have you guys noticed any weird wildlife or... Anything like that around? How about a ten-foot crab that, <laughs> that killed our friend? <laughs> there was the yes, there was the abomination crab that killed Cabal. Yes, your your friend got killed by a crab. Yes, yes, he that's, he got crabs. That's, <laughs> that sounds terrible. And lock it up. Apparently, the he just itched himself to death. <laughs> Apparently the local villagers have been doing something with some of the neighbors that may be the abominations that you speak of. They're like half half man, half fish, and they apparently sell their children to them, marry them off to them. Yeah, I heard her talking about that. That seems weird, right? Not so weird. It is incredibly odd. It is unnatural. Well, uh, I mean, are you guys... I, are you going to go talk to the mayor and then go back and try to kill this crab? That seems to maybe be the plan. My first point of business is to open up this chest here in a minute. Once I've had a couple. Oh yeah, we stole some some the chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, it was radiating. You should see magic. what's in there. So okay. So. Um, so- so Gruber will call for the the barmaid to bring us another round, and he let's let's see what's in this chest. All right, Jenny, hoist it up onto the bar, and then let's make bets. What do you think is in here? I'm gonna go I'm gonna with totem, the talisman. That's what I think it is. I think it's like the springy snakes that come in a can. 
<laughs> Would that count as a trap? <laughs> yeah. All the fixings you need to make crab cakes. Ooh. Actually, I want some of those right now. All right, so are you uh, opening the chest? Yes. All right, so disable device check. Uh, that is a 24. It's not enough. This is a, right, it's a really good lock. <laughs> I mean, you, right, press you just, it's not yeah. trapped, so if you want to just take your time doing it, you, what would you get if you take 10? So 10 plus whatever your bonus is. I'd get a 30. All right, that would, that would be enough to open it. So you just take a, a little bit, and you just sit there focusing on it. Probably while you're drinking, you're just kind of fiddling with the lock, with the lock pit, pick set, and eventually pops open. Huzzah! What's inside? What's inside? And inside you've got... There are two blue glass bottles that are radiating magic. There are two brass vials radiating magic. There is a feather that's radiating magic. There are also three statuettes. But they do not radiate magic. Are they radiating? No, they are not. The statuettes are made out of this strange reddish colored gold. So rose gold? It's known colloquially as fish gold. Fish gold. Okay. The different statuettes, uh, the three of them. Um, the first one um, is a bizarre looking tentacled beast. The second one. Is it the same? Good. I was going to ask if it was the same one that's been following this um, adventure path. No, it is a different one. Uh, the second statuette is a vaguely looking humanoid creature with fish-like features. And the third... Like the, the neighbors? Possibly. And the third okay. one is a crouching humanoid figure with an octopus head and dragon wings. It's a Cthulhu. Yes. And then for the things that are radiating magic, there will be a spellcraft check. Jenny's spellcraft check is terrible. 11. You don't know what these are. Can I take 10 or 20 or 30 on them? Uh, I don't know how those work with identifying magical items. For, I would assume you could. Probably. It's sort of like, you know... You learn more about it. I have zero. Diego has zero spellcraft, so it's not possible for him. Your your friend Grubert rolled a nineteen for spellcraft. Oh shoot! Okay, so the uh, two blue glass bottles are elixirs of swimming. The two okay. the two brass vials are potions of water breathing, but you haven't quite figured out the token yet. The feather. Got it. Is it a feather or a token? It's a feather token. Oh, well. Does it count if I know what it is medally? Do you know what it is medally? Do you know what it does? <laughs> Shobert's just like, this has got to be a feather of Featherfall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was my guess, too. Was it? <laughs> yeah. So he's just gonna drunkenly like swipe it and get up on the table and then just like fall off the table <laughs> holding the feather watch I'll show you uh okay it is you'd have to figure out how to activate it on the bar and you like go to fall yeah he's just like watch this and he just like does like basically what amounts to like a trust fall off the table and you basically face plant on the ground He's like, did it work? Was it it feathery? Did it fall feather? You take one point of damage from the fall. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. He just picks himself up and slams it back on the table. He's like, well, I'm all out of ideas. (laughs) While you're sitting here looking through the items, suddenly a woman bursts through the front of the, the tavern, through the door, screaming, 
Please, please come help. Help! My, my, my son, he's being dragged into the water. Help! Help! And we'll see you next time. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh. We just got here? <laughs>